Welcome to another episode of Phantom Thoughts. As part of the continuing OctoSR talk about old school games, today I want, I want to talk about a part of old school games that I don't hear touched on nearly as much, and that's domain play. Uh, domain play is when characters get into the upper levels of their classes in most of the older school game systems. It usually starts about ninth level, and they can they start having a bigger effect on the game world. Uh, they build a castle, they build a temple, they build a stronghold, a wizard's tower, a thief found maybe found a gang or a thieves guild, and they attract followers and they attract income, but they also have to deal with the world around them on a sort of a a higher level, dealing more in terms of diplomacy and having to deal with nobles of higher levels and maybe probably even threats of higher levels because now they have a territory or a holding or perhaps a business if they've gone some sort of merchant route that can be threatened by the latest demon invasion or a dragon that's ravaging the land. And it's something that can serve as a spark for more adventures for the party, but also different types of adventures where they're managing large groups of people. Now, this is something that you don't hear about a lot in when you hear about a lot of OSR and old school style play, because that tends to be more focused on lower levels. I've heard several podcasters talk about when they've talked about, you know, how their campaigns go, that a lot of times their campaigns end when they reach fourth, fifth, sixth level as far as characters. So that wouldn't get you into the higher levels where domain play is mainly established. But I view it as an extension of what Rob over at the Down of the Heap podcast in one of his latest OctoSR episodes, Life is Cheap, and Taylor over at Cleric's Ringmail in his Heroic Not Super Heroic episode of OctoSR, I will link those in the show notes, have talked about as old school play being party-centered or possibly world-centered. That is, the individual characters themselves, while they are heroes, while they do take heroic actions, they are, I think the, the word expendable is used some, I think it's a matter of mortal is a better better word, and that word has also been used. And so, they will come, they will go. You can lose a character, you get another character. And in a lot of old school styles of play, people play multiple characters within the same campaign. And if you have a small number of players, maybe even within the same party. But the action is centered around the party. And it's not just the player characters. Most systems have what are commonly referred to as hirelings and henchmen. With hirelings being zero level characters who are specialists of some kind. It may be a specialist in a specific kind of fighting a man-at-arms, a swordsman, a spearman, an archer, or it could also be uh, like a camp-centered specialty, like a cook, or there are even lantern-bearers who are, who are listed in some of the older school games as people you can hire, sages, things like that that take care of things around the party and don't actually go adventuring with the party, or if they go adventuring with the party, they're not going to be doing any fighting. They're going to be handling some of the more mundane tasks. And so in this, you're you're basically starting 
as part of an organization. And you're going to have a reputation, depending on how often your henchmen and hirelings don't come back. I don't think I mentioned I mentioned hirelings. Uh, henchmen are tend to be level NPC NPCs that can level. So other fighters, clerics, what have you, that are usually lower level than the PCs and that they hire to go along with them. They serve as sort of like a squire or page to a knight in uh, medi- the medieval world. Sort of part, of part partner, part apprentice, learning as they go and developing on their own. But this party-centered behavior, it, it's, the, it's the beginning of a building organization. And I think the domain play is a natural extension of that. As the characters rise in level, as they rise in fame, or notoriety, depending on their actions, they're going to attract a band of followers. And older versions of D&D mention this specifically. They will attract followers. And that enables them to have the manpower to begin building their own sort of individual organizations, even as they remain part of the party. Because this is not the end of party play. It's not, hey, we're moving into the war game part of the game and so now we're going to play a war game and not so much role play but there will still be plenty of reasons in fact probably more reasons for the party to get together because as their influence grows and as their knowledge of the world around them grows they're going to become aware and affected by ever greater threats and those will be threats that of course with their power with the magic items that they've acquired with the influence that they've acquired probably in the peoples and part of the world around them, that they will be situated to deal with better than most other peoples in that world. Now, they can choose not to. They can choose to go their own way. They can choose to build their own guild out, to research extraordinarily powerful spells, to go travel to other planes, to enhance the influence of their god on a region or to build their own empire but that too is going to stir a reaction from the world around them and that too is going to require them sometimes to get the gang back together so i think domain play and and again some of this interests me because as a war gamer that goes to my natural inclinations that hey we can uh raise an army here and go fight another army That's not going to appeal to a lot of folks, but it's going to appeal to some. And there are ways that this can all weave together. The parts that you don't like to play can be set off, not not set off to the side, but done off camera, so to speak. There are systems out there for that. And but the but it's a higher it's higher levels of character play. And it's higher levels of involvement with the world and the universe. And that's why I find the idea of domain play interesting. That's why I was attracted to the idea of uh, the West Marches style of play, where players play in a big world and the players decide when they're going to play and work it out amongst themselves before going to the DM and say, hey, we want to go on this adventure. That kind of a, that kind of a style of play naturally lends itself to i think eventually domain style play where you have lots of lots of characters lots of players and there's going to be a lot of interaction and maybe even at some point rivalry 
So if you've never considered domain style play, I encourage you to look at some of the older games like AD&D or the Beck Me, especially the companion part of Beck Me, because that's where a lot of that comes into play. And uh, it's something worth exploring and looking into within the OSR universe itself, because it is out there. And it's something that's not often talked about, but I do consider it a good part of old-style role-playing. What are your thoughts? <laughs>